The following is a presentation of the Black Hollywood Live Network, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is Black Hollywood Live. Geek Nerd Tech. Featuring a weekly roundup of tech news and gossip. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host of Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech. Yeah. Good morning. It is the morning, right? Absolutely. Morning for us. Good morning. Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, the show we where we break down <clears throat> excuse me, sure we break down uh tech news and uh nerd culture from a black and brown geek black and brown geek perspective. It's a mouthful for me after two years. Uh I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined as always by Keely Shine. What's up, Keely? What up, what up? How you doing? I'm good, man. Very good. Uh blessed to be alive, man. Just you know, getting better every day. Me uh me too. Yes, sir, man. I'm trying to get incrementally better every day by tiny, tiny amounts. Hey man. <laughs> Walk, crawl, walk, run, man. That's right. Got to start somewhere. Uh, so that was that was our boy Kanye. Yay, Kanye West. Easy. Who uh, who basically shut down? Uh, you know, Midtown Manhattan yesterday. Uh, MSG had a giant um, listening party in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Uh, actually, a, a, fa- a fashion week debut yeah. of his line meets. Uh, a listening party meets a live event, mm-hmm. and while we're talking about it, other than we're like we're Kanye guys, is it was a streamed event. Absolutely, it was, it was exclusively streamed on, on, on title, and uh, I watched I watched like eighty percent of it yeah. live, and uh, I was I was didn't, didn't expect myself to, but I found myself not being able to look away yeah, from Kanye. Uh, do, first of all, like as a concept, what do you what do you think of all this? I mean, conceptually, it's amazing. Like, there's no artist that we can really uh, draw from that has done anything on this scale. No musical artist um, that has combined uh, music, fashion, technology, and, and done it in a way that's so innovative and creative and, and pulling from all different types of sources. Like, I think it's amazing. Like, he live-streamed it. He actually had it in theaters internationally. Like, he almost... He, he brought in thousands of people into Madison Square Garden. He, like, he dropped his album, album release, like... Album listening party, fashion show, like video game launch. Yeah. Like he's hitting you from multiple angles and just to show the sophistication of his artistry and how culturally relevant Kanye is and like all the all the yapping, all the all, all the egotism that people might, you know, characterize him as. Like like but it's proof, it's proof in the pudding. Like he's showing he's bringing out all stops and showing all creative flexing all creative muscles. This thing is dope. Uh I agree with with all of that, but I will just add, I mean you know, I don't know. I'm not mad at Kanye at all, except for I, I am. I did take issue with one of his tweets that he that he dropped out. It's kind of <laughs> like, you know, in the middle of everything, it's like, come on, why Kanye? Why? Well, <laughs> which know? one was that? Bill Cosby's innocent. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in the middle of it, it's like, what? Where'd that come from? <laughs> like, there's so much evidence. Everyone, everyone is. Everyone's like, yeah, well, you know, it's happened. And he's like, nah. It's just, it's just not to harp on that, but it's just kind of like, it's just, a, it's just, a, it's just a. It's not a funny tweet. It's kind of an insensitive tweet, oh, being, given it. all those women, you know, who are, who are doing that. But anyway, that being said, this is a dismissive tweet, you know, to, yeah. to those ninety-seven women, it you is. know. <laughs> um, but anyway, other than that, I mean, he's Kanye. But look, uh, as a 
so as a spectacle, it was. I, I thought it was really amazing. As a art piece, I thought it was really quite amazing mm-hmm. to have all those, all those. Like it was something like it was probably about three hundred people yeah. covered in a sheet, yeah. like for about thirty minutes or more, yeah. just like yeah. until he unveiled them. They stood there longer, yeah. And, and this idea of like all these people standing in one space, debuting the clothes, just statuesque and kind of getting like proud around, like yeah, like that's. Uh, it's kind of dope. It's powerful, man. And uh, and then just the idea of him at the laptop, you know, playing tracks, mm-hmm. selecting tracks, wanting to hear tracks. Yeah. Uh, the whole entrance with the family all in white, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, it was, it was a lot going on. The video game. Um, you know, the, the, I, the last I checked, though, he was still recording his album, like in 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 like in Studio City, like like three days ago. So how, I mean, how <laughs> what's I mean, going he, on with this record? He keeps changing the album. Like he's been recording the album since I think twenty fourteen, and you know songs are coming off, song, new songs are coming on. Like he changed, he changed the, the title, is title changed. four times. Like so, I, I think he he's trying to make the the perfect record if there is one, or he's trying to make it the best it could be for 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 his standards. And so, I mean, I, I just, does that concern does that concern does that concern you at all? That it's not like at all. does it feel like? You know, I mean, to go from, you know, it was So Help Me God, then Swish, then Waves, and Life of Pablo. 2014, we've seen probably four or five songs. Uh, none of the, none of those songs will probably be on the album. I don't think Kanye is going to put out anything that he's not proud of. And yeah. so in terms of the stuff switching, I think that that might even be a part of his strategy. It's a talking point. Gets people, you know, excited about it. Oh, he changed it again. Or, oh, I wonder what, I wonder what it's going to be like. I don't think there's anything that he does. Like, I, th- I think a lot of what he does publicly is, is strategies. It's an act. So you, like, so you believe it's all calculated? Oh, for sure. All like- I mean, a lot, a lot of it is impulsive. Like some of the things that he says, like Look, in the I'm moment. Innocent. Yeah, that, that, that could be impulsive. But I think the, the big moves, the big chess moves are very strategic. Just knowing what I know about Kanye and his camp, like they're they're very smart dudes. They're not just doing stuff. Uh, they have a, a track record of success. They're not just doing stuff just because. And like it, you, you can't just on a whim get Madison Square Garden and and, and construct a giant art piece <laughs> no, fashion show. That's high level sophistication. Launch. You can't just do that like on a whim, you yeah. know. <laughs> so there's definitely some planning and, and thought. And the power, you know? the power of that fashion week, like is so is so relevant that a lot of uh, I think two or three like major designers. Like postponed or canceled, or rather postponed their own, um, yeah. their own uh, fashion show because of his. It was just so like dominating in New York. Like that's that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, if you have an event at Madison Square Garden, I mean, in the middle of Manhattan, something that's that's kind of as big as it gets for yeah. an event. I mean, in, like in Manhattan, yeah. I mean, there's, there's no bigger venue. In exactly. Manhattan, so you have to go out to uh, the, the Bronx for for Yankee Stadium or something else. Yep. But um, I, you know, I, I loved it. Uh, You've heard the record at all? Any, any, any I've tracks? Heard, I've heard a few songs. Um, 30 Hours, I think that's one that a lot of people have heard. Which one is that one? Um, is that the one? The one The one I the one I that I loved was the, uh, was the uh, future one. Yeah, that's a good one. That, one, that, one, that one's kind of a heat rock. I, I like what he's doing uh, in terms of the, and we can move on from this. I, yeah. I like what he's I doing know. in terms of the music direction. Like he's trying to combine like a, like a mob deep feel, very gritty, grimy with kind of like a soulful feel, like a throwback soulful feel. And I, yeah. I love that Kanye. And yeah. I think he, I think if he showcases that throughout this album, I think it's going to be a home run grand slam. Yeah. Well, we know like for a uh, beautiful dark fantasy, he put on, on, on the, in the studio, what would Mob Deep do? So, <laughs> you know, for everyone come in, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what he does uh, right, right. on this one. All right, well, I'm very excited about that record comes out today. Is it out or is it tomorrow, next week? I think the record I think drops today. Yeah. Well, who knows? He's been 
I don't know. Who knows? I mean, it was just he was changed. Exactly. He can't be mastered, right? I mean, do they master records anymore? Like, yes, that? they do. Of course. I mean, but it's like, how's he like working on it yesterday and it drops down? I don't know, I don't know how the record industry works anymore. Hey, man, we have money. The mastering, whatever. Yeah, All whatever. right, we go. On. I'm sorry, we we, we digress. <laughs> uh, but but speaking of the music industry, uh, Title announced a 1.5 million dollar donation to civil rights organizations, which I think is significant, and it comes on the heels of Beyonce dropping that super, super, super incredibly powerful, dope video for Formation. Um, right around the Super Bowl, which I don't know if we talked about that. We didn't no, talk about I'm, that. No, and um, it was so Title quietly has three major events happening kind of like simultaneously. Yeah. And it, it, it really, I, I just want to talk, we'll talk about the, 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 the 1.5 million in a second, but I don't know. It's like, it's like one of these things where don't, don't count out Jay Z just yet because I know title is, 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 you know, you got launched and you were one of the ones who's like, a title ain't gonna make it, you know, but the power of launching that Rihanna album, even though it got leaked and it got, that kind of got screwed up, but the, the power of the Rihanna record and then on top of the Beyonce uh, thing, on top of the Kanye stream, like those two, three things alone were major pop culture events that you all had to go to title. Mm-hmm. Guess what happened to me? I downloaded title. Mm-hmm. I that it's been a year or whatever it's been. I'm mm-hmm. I'm on title now. I was on title like all like three four times. Now mm-hmm. I'm now I'm poking around. Yeah, it, it's working. What do you think? Well, I mean, I think you could have that conclusive statement. It's working when they say they've made a hundred million dollars off subscriptions, but we don't know that yet. So, I think it's working in terms of like attracting. It's a draw in terms of like these are big ticket events that people want to have access to. I think that works. But in terms of people saying, you know, I just I just watched the Kanye release. I'm about to sign up now. Subscribe to Title. I don't know if that's translating over. So yeah. But I mean, either way, like I think what they're how they're positioning the brand and different different marketing things they're doing, I think is very sophisticated and smart. And yeah, people people want the access. And so if they can figure out a way to, like I said, transform that into people actually spending m- monthly money, then that's good. I don't have a stats yet on how many people watch the live stream, but... 20 million. 20 million right there. Well, there it is. 20, 20 million. So, like, and you can only that's, say... That's huge. You can only see that joint on title. Man. So, that's something. And and, 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 and I, I don't have the numbers, maybe you do, on how many people um, watched, how many views the uh, Beyonce video had, you know. But... Everyone was talking about it, yeah. you know. So, um, and what did you? I mean, what did you think of that 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 the video and that launch of the Beyonce uh, of Beyonce's yeah, formation? Again, like the 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 brain trust that that they have is is on a high level. Like what they're doing, the layering of how they're you know rolling out their their product, I think is very sophisticated. Like it's it's smart, and they're thinking of all angles. They're looking at the whole entire chessboard and ten moves ahead. And so right. I think just like. Having taking a stance like that, I, I'm proud of her for doing that, and especially on the the biggest, most televised show in in the history of of the of the medium of television. You you do something as as provocative and symbolic as that, like that says a lot uh, as her artistry and her ethics and her principles, and just having that reflected back to us as Black people. I think it's it's a is a great thing. A lot of a lot of people are being critical of her from from both the black community and, and outside, but I, I applaud what she does, what she did. I think it's very, very cool. I mean, critical for all. Well, I mean, it, so, you know, obviously the thing is she's, she's sort of come out and, you know, the video is just unapologetically black, mm-hmm. you know, and she's, and she's unapologetic about her, about her, her blackness and, and, and very provocative about what she's saying about everything from, you know, the old South and the new South to Katrina mm-hmm. to black lives matter to all this other stuff, all in one video. Mm-hmm. And with some, Dope, dope, dope visuals and mm-hmm. dope choreography, and the song is good. So, um, and to do this, like, like you said, in front of a billion people, yeah. um, at 
in in Black History Month. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of writing on this. I mean, I know that um, Carmonica and, and Wesley uh, did some writing <laughs> on it on the New York Times, and people are talking about it. But I don't know that. Like, this is this this really speaks to the power of 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 pop music, music, black music, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. It really speaks to that. If you get to a point where this is Michael Jackson status, where you can go so, up here and do what you're doing, and then have everyone sort of follow you along. Yeah, you know, like like Beyonce is Beyonce. She doesn't have to sort of like be accessible to everyone else anymore. She's like, okay, now I'm done being accessible. Like, I'm going to do, I'm going to do me and people still are following. Yeah. Like white folks, black folks, old, young. Yeah. That's, that's real power. That's superpower. Yeah. Superpower. I, I mean, Hillary doesn't have that right now. Man, that's, it's, that's, it's amazing. It's amazing that, you know, she's flexing um, her, her muscles in that way and I think it's needed. I think we need our artists, our athletes, our entertainers to be more vocal and more expressive about what's happening to us. Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, yeah, entertainment purpose, like we want to laugh have fun and do all that stuff. But like, let's talk about some of the things that are serious and the tone should be, you still could be celebratory, but at least let's address things that are happening. Right. You know? And so I, I like the fact that an artist of that level was that visible and that vocal, um, with, with some of the things that, that we are facing. Yeah. And then, you know, we talk about the strategy, like before you even drop the video, you like you and your, your husband and you know, your company, you donate, you know, millions, a million plus dollars to, you know, nonprofit organizations and the black lives, Black Lives Matter organization. I right. think that's strong. It's that's strong, strong because it says a lot about you know, like I for I mean, people. I mean, look, like, like it just sort of makes them not not doesn't make them bulletproof. But when you when you when you're on a high level like that, at the highest level of exposure as Jay Z and Jay are, and you do something, the arrows will come, the rocks will come. I mean, even when Jada, for instance, you know, gave that press conference about the Oscars, everyone's like, "What about Flint, Michigan? Like, what about you? You and your husband got so much money. Why don't you worry about Flint?" You know. So of worrying about your Oscars. And so, uh, and I was from both sides. <laughs> I mean, I don't know who it was, but that was from both sides. But, like, but, but so the, the classiness to say, to be able to say, oh, by the way, we're putting our money where our mouth is. And this is, they're, they're related, but unrelated. This is my art. And this, is, this is how I'm expressing myself. And this is what I'm saying. But, oh, by the way, I'm also doing this. So mm-hmm. shut up. Yeah. I, I like, I love that. I mean, I, I can't say enough about that whole yeah. launch. And as it relates to Beyonce, as it relates to culture, but as it relates to title. Yeah. Because the fact that I'll keep, I, I'm, I'm just more blown away by the, the two, like in one week, I had two major, um, major, pro- almost unprecedented culture shifts that mm-hmm. came filtered through title. Yeah. Like, that's not to be slept on. It's not. <laughs> that, it's not. That was like the Kanye thing yesterday and the Beyonce thing coming through title as a, you know, as a, as a high fidelity music streaming company. You know, I, I don't sleep on Jay Z. That's all I gotta say. Never not sleep, on, never sleep. I don't on know. Him. I was sleeping a little bit, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what what's possible. They hey. botched the Rihanna launch though. The Rihanna launch got a little botched because they, they someone leaked it or whatever. But you know, all right. Um, moving on, Instagram is finally starting to roll out video counts for their videos, which is which is which I guess is good news for for everyone. I guess. mostly for you know marketers and 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 and, and, and um, brands and and people who want to spend money and, and be able to quantify you know how many people are watching video views, but also for Content creators as well to be able to show you know what your worth is you know sort of how, how, how and this is about sharing really right because if you're following me on Instagram and I, and I and I show a video and only my followers can see the video I get like 37 likes that's one thing but it's also about I mean I I don't know how that why how many times someone watched the video and why that metric is important 
Well, it's important because you want to, I mean, not everyone's going to like or comment. So you want to know how many people actually watched it. Yeah, that's, that's a huge that's thing. Right. And so, you. because you might watch it and, and like it, but you may not actually press the button. And what, that's most people. Most people aren't active, um, actively participating in liking and commenting, but they are consuming the content. So I think to have those type of metrics and analytic, analytics is good for brands and good just for individuals who are sharing stuff just to see like, Hey, this is, this is something that people like. Let me do more of this or less of this. Um, yeah, and I, I think it's it's cool in a sense too. Like, not only are the people that are following you able to consume it, but you might be on the the the, the popular page, or you might be on you know, you know, you might be on like if someone someone likes the video or someone does comment on the video, someone that's not following you might might see the person that liked your video and then want to watch the video as well. So I think that's cool too. And then to see how all those kind of like ramp up in terms of a final number. Right. So. It's, I mean, it's kind of late. Like I, I've been wanting that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so. well, I'm glad it's here. I mean, it's, it seems like a no-brainer, but right. it's finally here. Um, Netflix for Valentine's Day come up with came out with a little little, little uh, infographic <clears> that I thought was that we all thought was very cool and funny. Um, basically, talking about how how Netflix can affect your your love life, um, and it's, it's really interesting. You know, twenty five you know twenty five percent of people find uh, I mean twenty five percent find people more attractive based on the shows they watch. Uh, something like 51% believe that sharing a Netflix passwords means you're serious in a relationship. 70% of people will not share the Netflix password until they're engaged. Um, you know, all this stuff, 65% engage in, in negotiations over picking their shows. Uh, 58% of people bond over Netflix. This is just a little funny thing, but it, it's a funny infographic and it's kind of fun, mm-hmm. but it really, again, talk about how much Netflix has invaded and sort of is a, is a part of our culture and our lexicon. I mean, Netflix and chill is one thing, but like the idea of, you know, the way young adults and adults sort of, you know, now court each other, think about each other, think about relationships, all comes to the prism of Netflix is, is, a, is it's a pretty remarkable thing for a brand. Yeah, that is pretty remarkable. And like you said, like the, this, the whole moniker of Netflix and chill, like, yeah, to be able to have this infographic that kind of, you know, spells out like like yeah, how people are relating and how that translates into their personal analytics and t- I think that's I think it's we're in a different time man like how people like you said how people relate and how how the socialization of of, of the date the da- uh, socialization of dating is like it's much different and so yeah like you might instead of going to the theater or going to a movie you're at home watching Netflix and then that conversation it's a conversation piece what should we watch like how that evolves how that you know impacts the relationship even people that aren't dating like you put that on your profile yeah like hey I like TV shows like this this and this yeah. to try to find trying to find a match with someone that likes the same like just interesting stuff yeah it's a, <laughs> and this kind of speaks to what I was kind of getting at last year which I was kind of dancing around which I couldn't quite articulate the way I want to articulate it but it speaks to the, these 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 technology companies now are really sort of like are embedded in our culture and interpersonal lifestyles more than any other kind of company has been in the past. I can't think of an analog for a company in the past that, I mean, I, whatever, like it was Coca-Cola or out of Ford. I can't think of an analog. Maybe, maybe GE, you know, <laughs> maybe GE. But like where, but it's not just about we use this thing every day. I'm talking about specifically like the Apple's, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, for instance. Right. It's not so much that we use them every day, like we use like bulbs and G's every day, but just so much like not only that we use them every day, but just how intertwined they are into our sort of cultural DNA. Yeah. So this this Netflix thing is an example of that. Facebook's a great example of that. Um, Amazon has a bit. This is a bit of that. 
Um, <clears throat> you know, Apple is is very much integrated in, 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 in sort of in culturally into what we do and everything we do mm-hmm. and see. Like, I, I, I mean, what, I don't. Is this the future of like coming? Like, you know, it's it's, it's one that co- companies want to be. You know, want to engage you at all points for at all angles, and I think that companies like Netflix and at least Facebook have succeeded. Oh, and Google's the other one. Like you, you know, they, they're just in our lives. Like yeah. They're just, they're just there. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not no real common discussion about it, but it's just, I think it's fascinating. It is very fascinating, and uh, I mean, it speaks to our dependency on technology. I'm not saying that you know it's all it's all a bad thing, but I mean, in this sense, it's just different. It's a different way of 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 living. Like we're in a different zeitgeist we're in a different yeah. uh yeah we're just in a, we're a different generation like so just how how we live and how how the technology is incorporated into our lives is just it's just changing the way we interact and how we output everything everything's just different and it's going to continue to be different and, and last thing <laughs> the why it's so interesting what netflix is is netflix is just started off as just a a service provider mm-hmm. we're here to deliver you movies that other people made yeah like i'm not i'm not making anything i'm just delivering you dvds yeah. now i'm coming I'm, 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 I'm embracing the technology that allows you to stream movies on your thing and now they're doing original content and mm-hmm. it's a it's a wrap yeah like they they are like netflix is is everything netflix it's is everything. every it's like it's like every network rolled into one yeah, it's it's not just every network it's, it's it's television it's movies it's documentaries yeah it's all of that it's really remarkable uh it's just the way, the way that brand is gone anyway speaking of brands uh so the super bowl happened um what's the super <laughs> yeah, it's something called a little something called the Super Bowl happened, uh, and uh, Denver Broncos won in a very low scoring game, as we all know. Um, Cam Newton did not win. Uh, Peyton Manning did, or, or rather, rather, Denver's defense won rather. But there were a lot of Super Bowl ads, and um, there's there's some argument over what, who, which which ones are the most popular and the most the funniest <clears> ones. <throat> but there are some some quantifiable evidences which ones are the most viral. But overall, this year was was not as popping as the previous two years. No, in terms of just engagement, in terms of not like you know, uh, do you think it's because the 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 it was the spots or I thought I th- I personally thought that the spots were boring. I I didn't I, I can't really think of one spot that I was like that that I loved. I didn't love any spots. Me neither. Uh, I didn't really laugh. Um, I can't want ones I laughed out loud on. Even the Kevin Hart ones just felt a little just you know, flat. Flat. Yeah. You know, like and, um, I don't know. So you know, just 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 on this top ten for all you saw the um, the Heinz ketchup one, the Wiener Dog one. People love that because people love Wiener Dogs. Didn't particularly love it. Uh, the drop the balls, Steve Harvey one. Uh, on a side side note, I think it's also remarkable how um, how. Uh, um, what is it? Oh, oh, Verizon does that commercial with those with those three D animated balls coming mm-hmm. down the thing, and it's so powerful. It's it's such a simple like weird visual that you wouldn't think anything of, right. but it's it's so powerful that not only is that like a, an ad is like really sticky and and sticks with everyone and it's through the roof, but T Mobile and Sprint had to come up with similar ads to combat that ad. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that even. Have you seen anything like that? No, when you drop an ad that that's that, that, that simple, that everyone's like, oh, well, well, I'm going to do one too. Right. Well, I mean. You're two competitors? Absolutely. Where's AT&T ball ad? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. Anyway, so the the uh, Steve Harvey um, one. Go ahead. I, I, I was going to say, I did make a note that, you know, when, when I look at a lot of the commercials that you're reading from the top ten, and some that maybe didn't make the top ten, a lot of the the protagonists, or a lot of the the leading role of those commercials were black dudes. Yeah, yeah, were black people. Yeah, That's black, awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I mean you like, got to think. You had Little Wayne. You had yes. uh, Kim Pill. Yep. You had Steve Harvey. 
Drake. Drake. Um, Kevin Hart. Ke- yep. Um, now I'm drawing a blank. Um, I think that might have been it. That's it. That's one of the top ten. I mean, that's, that's it. Uh, so Wiener Dog, Steve Harvey, the Drake uh, Hotline Bling one, which which was which was not a very well executed commercial, but I think Drake was funny in it. So I think Drake, Drake Drake sold it. I think it's just something about like uh, anyway the uh, the God Puppy Monkey Baby. That was so weak. <laughs> it was so ridiculous, rather. I, I, I people are talking. It, it, it achieved what they wanted to achieve. It's just in a, in a boardroom, someone being like. I don't know. Something weird. Puppy Monkey Baby. Uh, first date, see, um, first date, uh, 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 we did that. Um, Kevin Hart. And then the uh, Pokemon commercial. The weird Budweiser give a damn with Helen Mirren. The uh, the long version of Hotline Bling. And, of course, the Doritos Ultra Sound commercial. Which I didn't. I thought that was a little weird. But <laughs> the baby jumping out to get a Dorito. That was, fun. that was the funniest one. And the mom's like, ah! <laughs> That's like that was ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, next Viacom's finally getting on board on Snapchat. They're, they're not not too late, but it's, it means a lot. Uh, it, it seemed like a no brainer. Like Snapchat are where the millennials are. Everyone like Vice and other people and and BuzzFeed and all the other smaller companies have have got on board. Even CNN and other people got on board early. So finally, Viacom's like, oh, you know, let, let's see what we can do. So they say they're, they're they're on board. The MTV and Comedy Central and all their other stuff. I haven't seen BET on there. But what do you what do you, what do you, think, what do you think about this? I think it's smart. Um, I think it's it's a good it's a good marriage in the sense that you know both platforms are for young people um millennials and yeah they're both going to share their that revenue i think it's smart for them to work in concert conjunction with each other um and just interesting looking at viacom's evolution and just what they're having to do to stay relevant right amongst that amongst the younger generation like um but i think snapchat is the perfect platform for them to be able to um <clears throat> promote and springboard new pieces of of content so i think um it, it Obviously, obviously, it works there. So um, they want to be present there, and I think I think with the right creative, I think they could have a huge a huge splash, yeah. and in turn, huge ad revenue. So yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I just nothing really to add to that. I just I'll, I'll be keeping my eye on. It. I, I will say that I've been watching a lot, lot more Snapchat content, mm-hmm. and I've been increasingly impressed by the videos created exclusively for Snapchat, mm-hmm. and, find, and find them pretty engaging for the most part. Mm-hmm. So I think. Um, it's just something that that we internally should think about, look at because I think those are, those are good videos. Yeah. Um, for the most part, um, I want to talk a little about you know I don't have much time, but just I want to talk a little bit about what's going on with uh, Facebook and and the, and and and, 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 um, and India mm-hmm. just for a brief because we you know we we have to keep continue our Facebook streak. Of but, course. Uh, but so. Free Basics is something that a program that Facebook's going to roll out in in India. Obviously, India is a huge market for Facebook, given the fact that they're banned in China, and so there's a billion people in India. So Facebook's trying to get into there yep. uh, by by essentially doing two sides of the coin here. It's like we're providing this sort of free thing for you, mm-hmm. but it also says you have to sort of be involved with us, mm-hmm. which is which some people are viewing as another version of colonialism and, mm-hmm. like, you're coming on in here and you're making this, you know, you're sort of monopolizing and doing these things. Um, before I get to comment on that, one of Facebook's shareholders, uh, uh, not shareholders, um, share, uh, what do you call them? The, uh, I forget. Someone on, share- on Facebook's board, uh, board members, like, tweeted out 
a very insensitive tweet, a very insensitive white dude tweet of like, like, well, and you, you know, something to the fan paraphrasing. Colonial, colonialism did good for India so far. What's wrong with colonialism? Basically, like, which is a horrible thing to say. And of course, Zuckerberg came out and apologized, and you can't fire him because he's on the board. But you know, they apologized. So there's no way, shape, or form how we think. It's kind of a nightmare PR wise for them. But what do you what do you what do you make of this? I mean, this is the conversation that we've had in regards to the states net, neutra- net neutrality, and I think you know the the concept of colonialism. I think is a, is a good is apropos in the sense that hey, I want to dominate. You know the the means of information the the means of resources you know i want to dominate that yeah you can have access to this but you can only have it through me like that is colonialism sure and so especially when i mean if it's one thing if it's if it's if he's from india if he's from the country if he's from the continent but the fact that he's from silicon valley a 30 year old guy is like check this out india yeah (laughs) i mean i i mean i'm not certain but i think india already has a facebook but i don't know what it's called Oh, their, their version of yeah, Facebook. Their, exactly, their version of Facebook. So I think they don't need it. You know, I think it would be good to have Facebook there. Um, but I don't think that, I don't, I, I would, I would prefer to have the Indian version, the Indian version be more, uh, celebrated and used, um, like it is in China. Right. Like the one in China is popping. Right. Uh, which is, I forget what it's called. It's not, it's not the Alibaba. No, it's something else, but I, I always forget. I have an account too. Yeah, um, the, the one in China is, is, is popping, but that's why they will not be let in. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, all right. Well, we'll keep an eye on that story because it's a it's a very it, it, see how that develops in the future. Um, drones. We also this also a, a long running streak. We can't go at least have a month without having three drone stories a month. I'm mm-hmm. slow down on that, but uh, the FAA is working on getting approval for smaller drones. I mean, I think because all drones are not created equal, right? They have there most of these some of these drones are below four point four pounds, and they're saying like. We want you to be able to fly those around. It's just these other giant joints. Like, how do you distinguish between a joint that's like these little dr- for drones that fly around versus the ones that are the, almost the size of this room that fly around? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that the FAA is finally sort of trying to catch up on differentiating, like, what's what and then maybe getting Congress to pass through these micro UAS drones law as opposed to the larger drones. Um, I mean, this is this seems like a first step in drones being everywhere, right? Hey, we'll see, man. I mean, I, I think it. I think it's inevitable. Um, is it going to happen tomorrow? No. Maybe five, ten years from now, we'll have a sky full of drones. Maybe. Right. Um, so yeah, these are the beginning steps of that forming. Um, still, we always talk about like, is it going to be safe? How are they going to manage it? Like, what about, uh, probably have terms like drone pollution. Who knows? Right. Like, like, who knows what? Who knows what? Ten years from now, and what technology will provide for us, and what our world will look like. Just like we're discussing right yeah. now, our dependency on on certain platforms. Like ten years from now, it might be a completely different world. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, you, the, the the technology now is allowing for these drones to not. Um, run into stuff or run into each other. So they, all, all the drones now basically have not only have GPSs where if they get run by one battery, they'll return to the user. Right. Or, or, or in the future, if, if I'm flying from point A to point B, there's charging stations for the drone, so I'll be able to land. But drones won't be able to hit each other, hit other things. So. Nothing is foolproof. Nothing's foolproof. All computers crash. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I can see you in the world where you see these drones up, a hu- up ahead in your street, and drones like, fear, 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 fear. And then one of them, two of them fall on you. Like, that's, that's something. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. 
how that works out. Uh, brief thing. Homeland Security wants to amp up social media screening and stop terrorism, which is sounds good. Uh, Homeland Security, uh, uh, Jed Johnson says that, which sounds good, except they're not really disclosing how they're going to do that. Like, we're going to monitor social media to uh, to help stop terrorism. I mean, what does that mean? Um, I think what that means is that they'll begin to use their resources to kind of look at what how people are communicating, what things they're saying, so to get a, ahead of the ball. Um and I, I think that maybe maybe the reason why uh, the reason why they haven't really used that as a, a strategy before is because of a lack of, of finances finances for that. And so I think what they're saying is that we need to make it make make us more visible, uh, give us more power, give us bigger ears, so that we can be able to pinpoint what's happening before you know something like San Bernardino happens. And so All I right. think that's kind of like what the what the the premise is behind behind that. So. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's like whatever, you know. I mean, I, you know, we'll see. I just, just I'm dubious. Uh, really quick, Uber is paying um, is selling a two point uh, twenty eight point five million dollar lawsuit. Uh, basically, and this is a weird class action suit, but basically, people brought a class action suit saying that because Uber said we're the safest route on the road and uh, we have industry leading background checks, but they did not have they weren't. They didn't hold their uh, drivers up against the sex offender registry, and there were like all kinds of other stuff. And so people were like suing, you know, because obviously there were some issues with Uber. But so they they, they got out in front of this. They're paying out a cool uh, twenty eight million dollars, which which means we're all entitled to about eighty two cents. But I'm gonna get my eighty two cents though. Uh, what do you? This is it's a PR thing, and just get Uber getting in front of this right before it got too crazy. I mean, I, I think you know they were using certain languaging terminology that. Um, through the app, through the marketing materials that they weren't able to stand by. And so I think because of that, like, that's where these two lawsuits came came from because, like, you can't say you're doing this, but you're really not doing it. So, and, yeah, I can sue you because it's lies, slander. Right. So I think, yeah, now they're cleaning it up and, and making it um, a little bit more broad in terms of what they're saying um, so that, you know, they're more protected. And so $28 million, I I don't think that's really hurting them. But yeah, okay. Fresh start, reboot. All right, um, let's get let's before we get let's get some some quick quick hits on some pop culture stuff. Um, new the final Superman Batman versus Superman trailer came out. Do you care? Uh, of course. All right, of course I care. I like, feel, I feel like I'm, I'm a little getting. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, my, my enthusiasm is just. I've been beat over the head with this for so long. My enthusiasm is like it's having the opposite effect on me. Hmm. I'm not like I can't wait. I'm like yeah, all right already. I'm, I just I don't know. Go ahead. Right? Are you, what do you think about the final? I trailer? mean, I'm I'm not like jumping out of my seat. Like I'm not like I can't wait. Like this is gonna be life changing. But I mean, it's cool. Like March release, um, right? Yeah, March release. Uh, I think it'll be cool to see two of our favorite. You know. Uh, comic book characters battle it out. Like are I think you, it'd be dope. Are you worried because of the March release that it's gonna that that's a, that's a bad sign? No, I think that's a smart move because of everything else that's coming it's in the summer. Space. Exactly. So space. why not just bang it out before, get that hundred plus million box office and and move on. You know, they, they moved it because Star Star Wars moved into their spot. So right. They moved out of Star Wars's block and they couldn't move into the summer of 2016 because it's too crowded there. Exactly. So they dipped back to the spring, early right. spring. So okay. Uh, we'll see. I mean, it look it looks dope. I like guess. you don't think the trailer looks dope? 
I'm just yeah, I'm on record. I'm I'm out on Zack Snyder, so we'll okay, see. Okay. I just I, I want to be I, I want to be I want to be impressed. I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to be bad, but I'm just saying I'm not excited. Um, uh, Will Smith confirms Bad Boy Three is definitely happening with Martin Lawrence. So that's we 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 kind of knew that that was coming, but it's definitely 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 happening. Um, okay. I mean, are you excited? Yeah, I think. I mean, come on those those are, those are classic movies. Yeah, like hands down, like two two of the funniest dudes, like you know, action packed. Yeah, like yeah, it would be entertaining to bring them back. Like they're kind of they're getting up there in age a little bit, just to have them kind of like see them on screen again doing the same you know yeah. banter. I think it'll be dope. I mean, Mar- <laughs> I, know, I know Martin Lawrence. I know what Martin Lawrence is doing, but he better get in shape. Though, <laughs> but maybe maybe that might be a part of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to. It. I feel like you know Kevin Hart's on Martin Lawrence's corner a little bit though. Oh, for sure. So I don't know. It's gonna be good to see Martin come back and be like, "Get out of here, Kevin Hart!" You know. But those those are classic films. Sure. Everyone loves those films for sure. Um, last but not least, Deadpool is Deadpool's coming out today. The reviews are through the roof. Uh, I was worried about the February release, but it turns out the February release is more because it's a R-rated, hard R-rated superhero movie. They nowhere else to put it, so they put it into February, and it's going to pay off because the, 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 this tracking. Like through the roof, the reviews are through the roof, and they've already greenlit Deadpool too. So, uh, are you excited? Yeah, you I mean, I think that you know it'll it'll be it'll be good. But I mean, I, I think the the superhero space is is getting it's getting noisy. Getting, yeah. I mean, right? Like it's 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 kind of clouded. So I like mean, it's on my TV, some on my, my screen, like on my podcast. I guess what I'm saying: Am I going to run to the theater to see this? No, I'm not. Okay. Will I watch it? Yeah, I will. Like okay. well, when it when it when it comes out, um, when it, when I'm able to download it or stream it or whatever, like yeah, I'll watch it. But I'm not gonna. I don't think I will go to the theater for this one. Right. Uh, I just saw something right now. We gotta get out of here. But I just saw something. I'm, I'm gonna look it up right now. Doctor Dre to star in Apple's first original television series. What? Uh, this is a news breaking here. Uh, uh, it's a dark drama. Wow, called Vital Signs, starring Dr. Dre. Oh, I don't know Apple. <laughs> what about that one? Hey, we'll see. We'll see, man. We'll see how that material vitalizes. Oh, Vital Signs is a semi-autobiographical drama that follows Dre's character through his responses to different some different emotions. Yeah. All right, we'll see about that. So, so man, uh, I, yeah, I, we have we have a string of a lot of string of things to cover probably in the future weeks. We got All Star this weekend. All-Star we have weekend. Grammys. Grammys. We have Oscars. Like Oscars. we still have to have our conversation about you know diversity. We have yet to have that, and I think it's important to have it on this show. Okay. Um. So we need to we need to maybe have that conversation. We will have bringing some people on that one. We will do that. We maybe 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 as soon as next week, but probably not. Uh, <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully soon. But we'll do, we'll definitely get that conversation in. Absolutely. Um, all right, that's all we got. Um. Thank thank you for listening. Thanks for joining us. Um. Anything else, Keely? No, nah, man. I think that's it for this week. Okay. Yeah, they oh. could find the the shine on Instagram and Twitter at Akili Shine. What about you? Uh, at Joe K Braswell um, on Instagram, Twitter, um, Joe J K Braz on Snapchat. I'm blowing up naked Snapchat videos. <laughs> wow, that's kidding. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Um, we will see you all next week. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, 
we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at BlackHollywoodLive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.